Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, The Philosopher, and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. We do that by talking about topics and or having guests in the show that I think matter. I'm the esports coordinator for Western Michigan University. I'm also a performance coach that's been trained in life coaching, performance coaching by professionals, by some great schools. So I have over the years studied and learned a lot about person development, learned a lot about performance and studied a lot when it comes to mastery. So I try my best to make sure that you guys are able to level up inside and outside the virtual arena by talking about these topics, thinking new, asking questions and getting a conversation going. That said, before we get into the topic, a few things I've got to mention. Of course, if you are a supporter of this content, thank you guys so much. And if you want to continue to help me and help support me, consider going to patreon.com slash philosopher and supporting me over there. As little as a dollar a month can go a long way. It helps me to continue to upgrade my equipment and to be able to dedicate more time to this. So for anyone who is already doing that, thank you guys so much. And for anyone who wants to, again, patreon.com slash philosopher. Lastly, I talk about books a lot on this podcast, and that's because I try to read a lot of books, a lot of books on personal development, on self-mastery, on improvement in some form or fashion, whether it be psychology or philosophy, even astronomy. But I'm listening to most of my books through Audible. I don't actually read the books because I travel a lot, I'm driving a lot, but I still want to take that knowledge in, so I do it via Audible. So if you guys are interested in getting audiobooks, if you don't have time to read and you like me, but you still want to get the knowledge or even some of the fantasy books like Ready Player One, I've listened to that book like two or three times now. It's narrated by Will Wheaton and I'm on my third listen through. I listen to it all the time and I'm not listening to the person development books. But that said, you can go to TavianNapier.com slash Audible to get your first month free from Audible. Thank Audible so much for being able to do that. I highly appreciate it. So again, check that out. It helps me out as well. Full disclosure. So let's get into today's topic. Today is kind of an interesting topic. It's not as philosophical in a sense of improvement, but it is something that talks about how it affects the community. And that's leaks. There have been a lot of leaks popping up over the last, I don't know how many years now. And I think it's been getting worse and worse as I've noticed. Uh, I will share my opinions and I'll get to that later on. But I just want to talk about some of the main topics that we go over, which is who does leaks help and who do they hurt? You know, we talk a lot about the leaks, but we don't ever think about the, the little guys, the developers, the people that are in the trenches. How does it affect the community? Does it really bring the community together or is it possibly dividing the community? And when we're talking about these leaks, how does it affect new players? Because especially the leak that we talk about a lot is the Mortal Kombat 11 Summit of Time list of players that are going to be at the exhibition. And that caused a whole big stink and it divided the community and there were people who were getting called out and people losing their sponsorships and a whole bunch of crazy nonsense that I feel should not have happened, but did happen. So how is it affecting these people? We even get into the topic of data mining. I share my opinion on how I feel about that. Uh, that's a whole deep rabbit hole that I, I could have talked about even longer. But for the sake of time, I, I go over it. I don't go too deep into it, but it was a topic that along the lines of leaking that I feel was necessary to talk about. Max is my guest on the show again, fellow member of the Kalamazoo FGC. 
I think potentially a great Dragon Ball player. He is still learning, but I love seeing him grow from a player who was just kind of into the FTC into someone who's been supporting and learning how to TO and doing a lot of stuff. So having him on the show has been great to be able to have some conversations with someone that I can put a face on. I'm hoping I can get him here in the studio and actually start recording with him, but he lives like 45 minutes away. When we get to that point, when we have some more topics to talk about, I definitely want to have him back on the show. So with that said, thank you guys so much and let's just jump right into this. All right, so you were talking about the video with uh, Maximilian. I, I watched that video as well. Yeah, and I think what he did was, like, really respectable because I can understand his notion behind it. But also, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a channel that has that talks about, like, fighting game news and stuff like that. But I can see where, like, he's coming from for this, where it's a very malicious thing that somebody just went out and, like, leaked every, not every information, but, like, possibly the most important information for MK, which is just the character roster that everybody has been talking about. And I feel like that kind of like ruins the game a little bit in terms of like, if people are really interested in the story or really interested in um, like what could possibly be characters. Um, Cause like there's good leaks and bad leaks um, where the good leaks are people who, so-and-so say, like, um, this is a possible leak, and then it gets it gets things stirring where it's like, eh, this could be real, or this could be, like, fake. And then, like, there's that one where it's like, this is 100% definition, like, without a doubt, a real, like, leak. And that kind of, like, ruins it, honestly, because a lot of people, and the developers, like, it, it kind of ruins whatever surprises they were going to do to hype up whatever they're going to be releasing um like i when i was um waiting for kingdom hearts 3 there was a point where a lot of people actually like got super early copies like the game the game came out in february or january i, I forgot when it came out but there were people that had the game in like december and i had to be really careful and i actually did get small leaks because there were people who posted youtube videos like no no like spoiler thing it was just the title and then a thumbnail and i'm like oh cool like great you just like leaked a like decent story point for me like that's that's lame as hell so it's things like that where there are some things where leaks are important where it keeps the conversation stirring and it keeps people um talking about a game even things with like season pass DLC where it's like, okay, what are going to be the next characters or something like that? It's really bad, but I think then people kind of already know now what they're kind of getting into. So I'm kind of biased to against leaks in general. So I, I, I'm kind of biased in this, this situation, like just from the get go. But that said, uh, when I watched that video, learning about the situation with the leak and for those who don't know, um, yeah, so I don't know who it was, but somebody leaked it. Maximilian made a video about it talking about why he wasn't going to talk about this specific leak, uh, mainly because it was a leak that probably was done by a, a developer or someone who worked at NetherRealm Studio. So someone that worked at NetherRealm, I, I, I can't really speculate per se, but probably someone who didn't work in development, but probably someone else that worked in like PR or, or something within a capacity, just like, you know, took some information and, and shared that out. And um, 
in this video, he, you know, he, I thought it was interesting because he talked about how he has friends there and, um, you know, it just kind of wasn't cool because, you know, basically that kind of hurt. And something I feel a lot of people don't think about, and this is just my opinion, but people, people don't think about the developers. And I'm not talking about like the CEOs and the high big wigs at these studios. I'm talking about the everyday Joe that actually make these games, like the developers, the animators, the coders, the artists, the storyline developers, all that stuff. Like no one considers that what happens to them when people leak information, whether it be someone internal or someone external. Like it's, in my opinion, is way worse if it's someone that's internal simply because that's disrespectful and like you can't trust your own employees now. You have to think about like, look at your job and look at the level of morale that is or is not there. You know, those people are making our games and I don't feel like enough people are considering them and their morale, their, their, their human beings, um, their lives. And just like all this news, like, you know, you're, you're part of the community. You love fighting games. You're probably a member of the FGC and you like see someone tweeting a, about a project that you're working on and like just throwing the information out there before it's ready to be released. If someone took your information and something that you're working on and just shared it out to the public before it happened, not just you, but just like in general, like how would you feel about that? And it's even worse when it's your friend or your coworker. So I don't know. Overall, I'm not really a huge fan of leaks, but that said, uh, you know, I kind of want to know your opinion on it. And I also want to know like, when does a leak go too far? Like, what is what is too far? Yeah, I think the MK leak is definitely a too far leak, in my opinion. But why? It reveals all of the information that we that everybody is looking for, for the most part. It's not mm-hmm. story, which I it, which is fine. I know people really like the MK story. I think uh, I played through MK nine story mode and I loved it, but. Um, for the most part, a lot of people are very interested in the character roster in like that's the most important thing for them. So when it's leaked like that, it just kind of like ruins the whole experience for somebody that just wanted to see the character trailers or something like that stuff get released. Yeah. And I think things that literally like if it's a story based game um, and even like if let's say now somebody then that same person now just like leaks the ending to the to the mk game like now that's huge now that's awful like in a way too yeah because it's storyline wise yeah and people already know then like it kind of ruins whatever twists or turns that that netherrealm is planning on doing i think stuff like that is a little too far i'm i i can get like why leaking is like why you don't like leaking and I, I'm kind of on the same boat, but also not just cause like, it is exciting, honestly, mm-hmm. like hearing something is a possibility. Um, I know like Dragon Ball had a decent amount of leaks. The season pass leak was like the biggest leak cause it was right off the bat, but that was a leak where it was like, it's possible that it's not this it's possible, even though it was data mined. Cause it was like, okay, Goku Vegeta, that's probably like maybe skins or something. Like, not actual characters. Lo and behold, it's actually characters. And once that happened, everybody knew who the next characters were. It's, like, guaranteed. Things like that, like, that can kind of ruin it. But at the same time, it, it like, lets people have the idea already and, like, kind of get excited about it, kind of get hyped up. Where it, it's possible, but it's also not possible. I think those are the good leaks, but I would almost prefer no leaks at all. Yeah. Like... <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, because leaks can really ruin everything that developers are looking forward towards and um, whatever their game plans are. Yeah. 
Because it really doesn't benefit anybody, to be honest. Because I don't think any developers purposely put out leaks. They might, but like I don't. I've never heard information. I think rarely, very rarely. Well, I mean, there's huge repercussions because they have to sign contracts. They they're breaking contract if they do that. So if someone was willing to break contract, risk their job, uh, for yeah, for what? For slight information. I mean, I, I can't say notoriety because I think they they stayed anonymous when they did it, but. It just seems odd that someone would go that far to, to leak that if, they, if it was internal. Kind of on the, on the note what you're talking about, um, something I was thinking about recently is that, like, again, I was a developer, so I'm thinking from almost a developer's point of view, but I feel like a lot of, you know, consumers, I'll say, they expect the developers to earn their trust, especially, like, in the FGC. Like, we're always making fun of developers whenever they do something wrong. Not as quick to praise them as much, um, but at the same time, we don't ever expect that they should ever gain our trust in some way, in a sense of like, you know, they're making games, especially like, especially in NetherRealm Studios. Like, I don't play those games, but I feel like Ed Boon is a really cool dude. Like, I feel like that company actually cares and like cares about the FGC and like tries to do these things. And yet somehow because of like, not even just, not even just this leak, like the, the other offensive leak, I think is the one where they leaked the, uh, the roster for the summit and how much of a fallout happened behind that. Um, so there's a summit, the summit of time. Um, where it was like an invitational and there was a list of like 10 people that they invited uh, to that summit. It was an invitational, like they're going to do an ex exhibition. I forget if it was going to be for charity or not, but basically somebody leaked the list of people they were going to invite to that. Oh. And some of them were not members of the NRS community or what they felt was they're in it. Like Chris G. I'm sure you know who Chris G is, but he, he, he's been around for a long time and he even made a video about this. He stepped down because of how much crap he was getting, which I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Chris G. Like, I respect his ability, but I'm not a fan of his personality. And I say that because, like, I'm on his side on this situation. Like, I think it was smart for him to just step down, but I also think it was crappy because of how much heat he was getting from it. Um, and why people were saying they hate him when he would just, he was invited to the whole situation. So that alone was just highly disrespectful. But, like, on top of that, they were saying that he wasn't an NRS player when he said that, like, his first competitive game was, like, mk3 or mk2 or something like that like he used to play old mk games so he's been competing so like people sh try to shun him when he was a member like it, it is weird uh there's like two or three other people one was like a tekken player one was a tekken master another guy was like a uk street fighter player but the point is that like a lot of people were pissed uh one guy named tweety um he posted hating on chris g and he actually lost his sponsor because of it because of how much of a fit he was throwing so there were actual real life repercussions this guy lost his sponsor he wasn't too salty about it but like he's just this young kid this this young kid, like just cussing somebody out publicly online, saying like "f Chris G," like "f him," so on and so forth. When he, like, he just got invited to an event. It's like you get mad. You someone gets invited to a party you don't get invited to, and you're mad because like it, that party is relevant to you, as if you you own rights to like anything that's that themed party. And that was that caused that was from a leak. Like someone leaked this list, and that whole situation caused that. I don't know. I don't know what like how it ended. I think it's still like going on. They're probably inviting some new people because Chris G stepped down. But yeah, it's just a ridiculous information like situation that got caused that was caused by the leak. And like a lot of people praise uh, NRS and stuff, but at the same time, they do things like that. Like, why would somebody do that? They're they're hurting their community. And like, I, there was a whole conversation with that that kind of led somewhere else. But uh, I already I talked about that like in a, another video or something like that with somebody. Yeah, that's really weird. It's really weird because. Chris G has definitely earned his spot in like any kind of event that he's uh like been invited to. I, I don't know too much about his personality, to be honest. Um, but 
but I am aware that he is a insanely good Marvel player and insanely good Dragon Ball player. Um, and he like he gets top spots pretty pretty easily, at least in like NA. He's a legacy character. He's been around since like the beginning of the FGC. Well, not not the very beginning, but like he's been around for a very long time, and he's he's earned his stripes. Oh, absolutely. So like that's that's crazy that people just go out. It it's really weird when people just kind of oust people out like that just because of something like just going to an event. That it kind of reminds me of when um uh back when Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was starting to come out. And they were being really, really, uh, like, kind of yeah. like buddy-buddy with um, a lot of content creators, like Maximilian, Yipes. I remember Yipes was, like, a huge one. And around the time when the game was about to come out, or when the game did come out, they, I remember Yipes specifically. Like, he got massive just shit on him, man. And I don't, and people were just, like, hating on him for just the game being bad and, like, people not liking the game and it's like i don't understand why you're putting like so much hate on yeah. yipes he's just like That's he's not, somebody who's that. a part of the marvel community he's a, he's literally a legacy character in the whole fgc and he's just trying to like uh grow it and work with marvel or i mean uh capcom yeah and, like i don't know it, it's just weird when people just kind of like they, they find reasons to hate on people and they find reasons to just like just give somebody like awful i can't even like stress like what what i'm trying to like say but just give them awful like shit for just doing what they're doing best <laughs> yeah well that, i mean that's why i'm not a fan of uh leaks like i'm not trying to convince you one way but it's just like there's there's so many reasons why like people like that usually are the ones that are leaking stuff like that not always there i mean there's some people who think they're they're doing the the people a service um like what is the mentality of someone who's doing these leaks you know i i'm curious about that yeah i wonder how much it hurts the fgc more than helps it uh because like the aforementioned situation that i was talking about before that just caused a lot of kind of negative and positive press for nrs but it honestly hurt the the fgc i, I would like to ask your opinion on data mine leaks um yeah yeah what do you what do you think about those um i one side of me wants to say it's fair game the other side of me wants to say it's disrespectful to the developers hmm. uh, because they're trying to put something out and present it in a certain kind of way and these people they cross a line that was asked not to be crossed right and and then they shared that information with everybody so not only did they invade you know somebody else's privacy but they also like shared it with everyone else. I think in any other situation that would be bad because these are big money making corporations. We think it's okay, and I, I used to have that mindset. I used to you know not do, not treat corporations very well. Very rebellious. I don't know. I, I've worked at a lot of corporations, and I realized that like it's not the big CEOs that get screwed over. It's the everyday Joe that is putting in the time because all that happens is you know now they have more restrictions put on them. Now they have more regulations put on them. Now they can't right. talk about certain things. Like, they're getting hurt. And these are the people who are making our game. And we're not thinking about their level of morale whatsoever. So we're thinking we're sticking it to the man. But we're really just screwing over the dudes that are making our game that have to go home to their, their you know, their kids and their family and, and their friends. And, and here, this stuff that's, like, 
talked about by their neighbors. I'm sure by their, their circle of, I'm sure they're in the inner circle of people who talk about games. Like they're seeing the social media, they're seeing all the crap they're talking about. Right. They're talking about them and like seeing this leak, not knowing who it was and then having to have a conversation about it. And I'm sure they're like, their bosses are going to talk about it. Like and have these meetings and have these protocols when it probably wasn't any of them. Someone just hacked it. Yeah. Someone getting laid off or fired because they're going to get the finger pointed at them so that their boss doesn't get fired because everyone's in self-preservation mode. So they're not really taking care of each other. It, it just like, I can just visualize the the ramifications that happens from just a leak. Uh, so right. I'm I'm not a fan of them. I think it is fair game legally right now. That might change in the future. I don't think that'll change the situation. I'm sure we'll still have people doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it does more harm than good because then a, a conversation comes out about it and it, it ruins the, about the hard work that they're putting into the marketing campaign. Like, if you're a fan of the series, if you're a fan of Capcom or or whatever, and you're one of the people that are partaking in like their leaks and stuff like that, it potentially takes away from their ability to market to you because they're putting on these shows, they're putting on these 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 streams, and they want you to tune into those, um, and that that helps them in the long run. They make more money in the long run, but then we go and screw them over, and then like, oh, we don't have to watch it. We already know what they're going to release. It doesn't really matter. I know what it is. I'm not excited for it where I am excited for it, but I don't need to watch it again. Uh, that's not helping them whatsoever. So I feel like leaks are like kind of taking away their ability to properly do their marketing. Um, I got you. It, 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 there's a lot to it. So like, I mean, I, that's how I feel about it. I don't really, I'm not like butthurt by people who are for leaks. I'm not like offended by it, but I'm just like, in my mind, I just wonder how much people think about how it affects the developers and, and, uh, and honestly the community as well. I, I can definitely agree with you on where it can kind of ruin the uh just the developers and everybody that's working on the project mm-hmm. um, in of itself and also it can ruin interviews too um because people will ask things about interviews and they can't release that information yet yeah and it just becomes it makes it awkward and it's like we really don't want to talk about this like can we please move on kind of thing but then they have to like you know put a smile on their face and just say like maybe and move on um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to play um a little bit of devil's advocate, um yeah sure. Uh, now there are certain developers that actually set up, um, like not exactly like. Basically, they set it up for when they know people are going to data mine it and actually like make a a thing out of it. Um, I'm trying to think of something specifically, mm-hmm. uh, where. There was a situation like that, but I do remember there have been games where, um, when people data mined it, they it like, it was kind of like a whole like treasure map kind of thing where you know if you figure out all of these things, we'll release this trailer kind of thing. Because I can remember, um, even stuff like Overwatch where people like uh were kind of like data mining to figure out stuff for the Sombra release, and it was like a huge. It was just, like, this huge fiasco of all these different things, all these different theories lining up for, like, her release. And it was huge when, like, Overwatch first came out because people were just speculating among everywhere. And all of these things just eventually, like, kind of linked up after, like, so many data mining and all that. And they wanted them to. There were, like, so many things where it's, like, uh, like, audio files would be purposely distorted and people would, like, mess around with them to figure out what the actual thing is. Um, so, like, I think some developers can be creative with that, like, because they'll know people are going to data mine, and they can kind of, like, take advantage of that and make it a little more exciting. So, 
maybe it's a thing where maybe companies should maybe a little of like evolve a little bit towards uh what like media and culture is now to kind of work with whatever is uh going on because your stuff is going to be leaked right like i i I almost don't know any game that hasn't had like any leaked content um at all so maybe developers should kind of work towards like okay maybe we should uh do a thing where obviously they're going to go into our codes and find this stuff so maybe we should do something to make it exciting or to make it still like something important Mm -hmm. um but like again like that's kind of like going a little above and beyond to what they normally have to do because what they already have to do is a lot like (laughs) it's it's not easy like doing all this kind of stuff but um I think, like, in that kind of idea, it can kind of fix the issues of people, like, data mining and actually make yeah. it something exciting and uh, cool because it releases a lot of theories and a lot of talk within the community, and it almost, like, makes it better in that sense. But, again, that's just going above and beyond and a little over, uh, a little overdone and, like, to a point, maybe not necessary at all, but... Um, I would think like to fix a lot of these problems that developers have, um, cause people are always going to do it. People are going to pirate, people are going to do everything to get whatever information or media that they want. Like people will do that. So like, again, just playing devil's advocate, maybe they should like kind of work around that or kind of give them what they want in a different way. Um, and maybe that can fix a little ish- couple issues, but like the MK11 leak that happened, there's nothing you can do yeah. about that. That's literally just an internal problem. And like, there's nothing you can do about that. And that, that stuff is where it's like, yeah, that's, it's really messed up because that, that does, it, it just ruins everything for not only the company, but people too. It ruins a lot of trust within the community. Yeah. And the other thing that I, I finally remembered was more about the situation with the leak list of people invited. Um, I, one before I answer that, though, I, I do agree with what you're saying, and I think also if they're not going to get on the bandwagon of it's like viral marketing, I forget what it's called. Is it name for what you're talking about? Yeah, so some should get on that bandwagon. I think um, certain developers are just very detached. Like Capcom is very detached from their community. Like they're not good at marketing to their community or, or communicating with their community. They're one of the people I definitely think should get on board with that, or at least not make their stuff so easily uh, data mined if possible. Uh, that's another option. Um, that doesn't really gain trust either way, unfortunately, but um, that's another option they can. that's on the table, I suppose. Uh, not offer any betas, which would hurt them in the long run. So anyways, yeah, that said, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, more should get on, on, on that because I think CD Projekt Red does stuff similar to that. It's not exactly the same as what you're saying, but like there's file, files that have been data mined and like they encrypt it. And there's like images that have like codes in it. They have to like mm. decrypt. Uh, Bungie's done stuff like that as well. They're, they're really fun about doing that kind of stuff. When situations like this happen, uh, I think the exhibition is worth talking about because the NRS like was very divided, the NRS community. And it, it's, I, th- I think this situation is important to talk about because a lot of the people seem to have this confusion when it comes to either business or community growth. 
And you know, a lot of people were like really protective of the community. And they're like, you know, I'm a member of the community. Why or like why isn't this person who's a really great NRS player invited? Like they're only thinking about their own. But they're not realizing that like Chris G has a following. Uh, Tekken Master has a following. Tyrant has a following. Uh, who I can't remember who the other guys that were invited. Uh, I think Maximilian was talked about. I wouldn't doubt it if he if he was invited. He's a very like popular content creator. Yeah, he's friends with people at NRS, and he's a very popular. Yeah, exactly. But they have an audience right. that's not NRS already, and like people complain about their communities not being big enough or supported enough, but they're not trying to grow it. They're like protecting who they already have, and it's like, why don't you get this person to come out there and bring his followers so that more people can join the NRS community? rather than like only advertising the people who are already NRS fans. Like they want to get new people to buy their games. Not the same right. people, but new people. It's confusing to me because you don't grow, you don't you don't sustain yourself by just staying the same numbers. You have to keep growing and and bringing new people into your numbers, gaining a loyal following, not just like a casual person who might pick up one or two of the games, but like he'll pick up the game and all the DLC because right. he's like really into the game. They also have this sense of like exclusivity and elitism as if they're the only ones entitled to be invited to any NRS sort of situation. Leaking this, knowing that it's probably going to cause a divide, and then actually like like revealing your nature of, no, nobody else but the NRS, that's not helpful to the community. That's Absolutely. actually more harmful, in my opinion. I, yeah, because like you need people from different communities entirely to uh, kind of, like I guess, just boost the game. Where if somebody who's a Marvel player literally goes to a Mortal Kombat game, which is a completely different game entirely, and they say, yeah, this game's good, this game's really fun, people are going to be interested. People are going to be like, okay, well, he says this game's really cool. I don't really play these games normally, but I can maybe take his word for it. It seems exciting. It seems really cool. And when, especially when they're very excited and very, like, upbeat when they talk about the game, where they're like, yeah, this was really cool. This was such a fun experience. I, I like cannot believe how awesome these things were and people like it it affects the audience and affects a lot of people who are outsiders yeah so if you only only like just talk to people who are a part of the internet community like that's only that's the only people you're only further helping your already established community you want to grow and yeah i don't get why people are just so quick to like hate on other players and people from a different community just because they're not exactly a part of the community. Like I thought they wanted them to grow. And like you said, it's an elitism. It's like, Oh no, only these people. I kind of don't understand that. Like that mind mentality. It's really weird. Yeah. It's a little odd. It's a little unfortunate. <laughs> uh, it really I think is. A lot of it just stems from ignorance because they don't either don't understand business uh, or they don't understand human beings. It's usually one of the two like blunt issues. Because if they don't understand business, we are the FGC. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people. Um, I talked about this with uh, like Ocelot Youth too. Is like a lot of people are not savvy when it comes to like entrepreneurship or business. So I think as a result, they're very detached from developers because they're not understanding like marketing has to work a certain way, and you have to market to other people other than just like hardcore fans. You can't sustain with only the hardcore fans because they're kind of finite compared to like there's an infinite number of new. Uh, potential new customers but there's a finite number of hardcore players like you can, you can count how many people there already are because they're they're existing they've already been playing them you don't you know you don't grow up you don't you're not born a veteran you know you're born a new a new person so anyways yeah it, it's so i feel like a lot of people just if they're not directly looked at uh by the developers and they're like ignoring them and ignore, and like 
focusing on potentially somebody else. Not, not like, and it wasn't even just them. You know, they had NRS players. They had good NRS players like Sonic Fox, who he plays everything, but he's he's well known within the NRS yeah. community. Uh, so they had some NRS players. Yeah, I don't. It, it's just very fascinating that like people are how ignorant they can be when it comes to just like I guess the sense of business. And it's unfortunate because like they want the FGC to grow, but then these same people don't have any like money management skills or don't understand how to like grow a following or any like anything that can help grow the community that they're complaining isn't big enough or like supported enough. Right. Um I remember um when Dragon Ball Fighter Z was coming out, they actually did a recent uh, a decently good job of grabbing people who are a part of the Dragon Ball community yeah. in general. Like I, I remember they grabbed uh the I think the super best friends guys. Um they definitely grabbed Maximilian. Oh, I remember that very was well. It Wooly? Yeah, Wooly. It was Wooly. And then I remember they grabbed a couple of other people who are actually like they're not FGC people, but they're just people within the Dragon Ball community. I remember I think it was Geek Dom. I think that was his name. Uh he he's a like hmm. he just like uploads videos of just discussions about Dragon Ball. Like he nothing fighting game based. But like when you got people like that where um it's not exactly because they didn't grab anybody from like way left field, but they definitely grabbed people who they know are very um, influential uh, towards like their communities and stuff like that. They make it exciting. I remember just like excited to see the next Maximilian video of like whatever character breakdown he was going to show. I was like, man, I cannot wait. This character looks really cool. And it got me more and more hyped for the game. And if it wasn't for that, it it would definitely feel a little, like, of a disconnect. So, yeah, like, companies need to do these things because it keeps it keeps the community alive for the most part. And it also, like, keeps conversations stirring and it keeps the game alive in just the terms of anything. So, yeah, like, again, round and round again, uh, people just... I guess hate when they want to hate. I, I they they'll just hate on everything that they don't exactly agree with, and yeah, I, I just feel bad for yeah people like Chris G where he's just forced to not go to an event because people are harassing him so much. Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. Uh, I think he's a he's a big part of the FGC. <clears throat> he really is, and uh. I don't see why people would do that to him. And and then what's unfortunate is that it was a high level, like one of the best players in like in MK and Injustice was one of the most vocal people about it. And that's that's the really unfortunate part to me is that there's this person who's supposed to be a leader who who has won tournaments and is considered to be one of the best and has already been invited to one of these events. Like the reveal of the game, this dude was invited to the reveal. He played against like Sonic Fox and I think he played against somebody else. So he was like one of the few people that had two matches, I think. Yeah, him and Sonic Fox were the only people that had two matches. And and he does something like that. Uh, it's it's disappointing. Yeah. I Especially can, to someone who's an outsider looking in. Yeah, and I can like, I can kind of get behind the notion if said like content creator person is a controvers- controversial uh like person in general yeah. or somebody that's like not very well liked within the community in general. Like, right. uh, 
like just like out of nowhere, like they just like, yep, we're getting LTG on like for Mortal Kombat. It's like what? No, <laughs> something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you you don't like I can get behind that where it's like okay, let's not have this guy on here. But like, Christie is like shown nothing where it's like he doesn't deserve that spot or anybody for the most part. Um, so like I, I can get behind the notion if like said person is not that great of a person, uh, and like is an awful, uh, show on whatever community it is, but like th- this isn't the case at all. Yeah. This was started from a leak. <laughs> That's what I can say about that. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess to kind of like summarize, like on my side, I'm not a fan of, of leaking. I don't think it really does too much. It, it can build excitement if it's done intentionally or if it's like done tactfully, perhaps, if that's a thing. But overall, I just feel like I don't think there's much good that happens to both parties. Usually it might benefit one party, which is more just excitement um, and speculation, but it doesn't usually help the developer in any way. I don't know why we're trying to screw them over. Uh, I think people should think about them a little bit more. But that's that's where I'll leave it. Yeah. Oh no, it's just it's really just a, a philosophy of us talking about like just love your communities and love the like help the communities as well and like don't give don't spread around like you know just hate for no reason just because you might slightly dislike somebody or something. Yeah, there's a good quote. I don't know. Some people say it's Gandhi, but I think that's it's art. I w- so I won't say it's him because I think it's debatable. But it's be the change that you want to see in the world. And that's what I try to live my life by. So I don't usually try to screw over somebody else to benefit myself or other people. I try to the best of my ability. And I just think that it's the most productive way of just like always having a mindset of of giving, not not taking and giving. I'm not Robin Hood. So like (laughs) not taking information and and giving it before it's asked of me, but taking things that I've learned and, and sharing that as much as possible or like motivating people but i i just i can't get behind leaking too much like sometimes i'll stay up to date but i've i've been more so just actually avoiding anything like leak wise i can't really i'm not gonna hide from it so if i see it on my feed i'm gonna look at it uh but a lot of times i can forget it more than likely but uh yeah either way it's just like i don't i don't go searching for that kind of stuff i think you said the good part of it Hey guys, again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and staying until the end of the podcast. It means so much to me that you guys have been supporting me for as long as you have. Of course, if you have any questions, feel free to leave comments, whether this is on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, doesn't matter. Let me know what you guys thought about leaks. Do you think leaks are okay or do you think that they are hurting the FGC and hurting developers more importantly? And as always, you can reach out to me on social media, facebook.com. My name is Tavian Napier. You can look me up on Twitter. It's just a philosopher spelled the same way everywhere, as well as my YouTube videos. And I stream mainly on Friday nights right now from nine, usually to 11, doing some podcasts, doing match analysis. I'm trying to do more, but time has been very hard. There's a lot going on within the world of esports. So my job has taken a lot of time, but that said, I will do my best to continue to put this content out there. Thank you guys so much again for supporting me. It means so much when I get those messages on people checking in on me, making sure I'm okay, making sure that I'm being held accountable. 
doing what I say I'm going to do. It, it really means a lot to me. So thank you guys so much. I want to continue to put out content, continue to try to travel. I'll be going to Combo Breaker. Unfortunately, I won't be going to Michigan Masters. I just found out I have two tournaments to work that day or that weekend. Excuse me. So yeah, that's unfortunate. But either way, I'm going to be here putting out more content. So thank you again. <laughs> I've said that a lot, but I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. As always, I will see you all in the next one.